Now encoding transmission. Transmission encoding completed. Have you often found yourself wondering about the unsolved mysteries and weirdness that surround them all? Now, I'm not saying it's definitely aliens, but it's definitely aliens. You're listening to Three Girls, One Cape. Can you handle the truth? Is that the corona that I hear in your voice? Or are you just I mean, happy it could be because my job is forcing us to stay open, but that's beside. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what I'm thinking Corona-cover is live from today. Yes, live. Well, I mean, technically we're not I mean, technically, like, I'm never going to be quarantined, but, like... Well, I'm glad that you are listening to us right now, which means you're alive. So congratulations yeah. on that. Yes. Um, second, I just want to say hopefully mm, yeah, you know you're good. washing your hands. But I'm your hostess, uh, your spooky sister, Miss mm. Rachel Clovis, mm-hmm. and I got my sexy wild cat. Mm-hmm. Wow. Miss V Morgan on oh, the night. Meow, darling, meow. And I also have <laughs> my sexy sinner saintess <laughs> priestess <laughs> sister, Miss Mara Rose on the other side. Yeah. And we I are three girls, one cape, and we're here to talk about sex baby. Yeah. We're here to talk about lust killers killers. and sexual deviants. Sexual deviants. We're here to talk about all kinds of crazy perversions of people you may know and people you may not know. But we're going to be talking about what what gets them on. Yeah, we're going to. So we're going to start it with uh, my girl V is going to. Yeah, she's going to read to us about some sexual deviance that we all might know from history. Yeah, so uh, I came across this article and I was very uh, I was very fond of this, you know, because personally, I mean, I, I used to sell sex toys so like nothing surprises me anymore. But, uh, so I came across this article that's titled Wild Kinks and Perversions of 20 Influential Historical Figures. So, I can't wait for you to tell me about these. So we're going to dive in, I know. right? We're going to dive in to one of the founding fathers Ooh. in the world of psychology, okay? That's Mrs. Okay. Sigmund Freud, who is literally oh, I thought it was Thomas a motherfucker. <clears throat> like I did, like he he lusted after his mom, and also like yeah, oh. yeah he he had the hot so for he his was mom. like literally, a motherfucker yeah like he was literally a, a motherfucker. motherfucker yeah oh no no continue um, continue you know he he's like you know he he's acclaimed as the father of psychoanalysis and psychotherapy you know 
But, you know, what drives me crazy is that, like, you know, not only did this guy really want to fuck his mom, he had this idea, and, like, I remember, like, when I was in, like, because, like, I did take some psych classes in college, and, like, you know, it really drove me crazy how he blamed children that were molested, right, if they were molested or something. He said it was their fault. That they, well, I mean, it's yeah, the same for you were saying they were the ones like, that it was the children seducing, right? Well, that's the just, I mean, that's a very, I mean, not to say that that's a common thing, but a lot of men or a lot of people will be like, well, maybe if women didn't dress like sluts, maybe that's why yeah. they got raped. And you're like, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with why they're getting yeah. raped. Because yeah. literally, people can be wearing... Yeah, his, his theory that, uh, like, you know, he says, the root, cause, the root cause of child molestation was not adults preying upon children, but children lusting after their parents. Just because he, just because he wants to fuck his mom oh doesn't mean that every kid is thinking that. Okay, like, you know. Right, exactly. You know, like, he, he exactly. has a yeah. But, like, you know, that's something also that he was never ashamed uh, he he always talked about that. He was very open about him having the hots for his mom. The guy got problems. Yeah, he was like, "Hey guys, check out my um Pornhub membership. I like to look at father, um, or sorry, son and stepmom, or son and mom." Yeah, like yeah, I thought we know what his Pornhub category yeah. was definitely. <coughs> Fucking sick. <laughs> He's fucking sick. All right, so this brings us to (laughs) some Norman Bates. So, um, this one doesn't surprise me at all in the slightest bit because, I mean, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was always pretty well known for being a very flamboyant and, um, Super character, okay? Like, you know, he's known for his parties. I mean, considering some of the music that he wrote, you know, like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't right. expect? I mean, he wrote over, like, mm-hmm. 600 compositions, you know? And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He, was, he was up there. But, um, you know, he was also a notorious playboy. And known to be a freak beneath the sheets. Mm-hmm. And he likes... Oh, well, of course, he was French. Wasn't he French? Uh, no, he was Turkish. Right? Is it German? No, I don't uh, think... No, he wasn't I think French. He's, like, I don't Turkish so. or German or something. I like to But, um... He also... He liked having his salad tossed, okay? He liked getting his oh, booty... I mean, everybody like, yeah. likes their butthole. Like, yeah, yeah, line. that was his thing. Like, I mean, maybe... Maybe from us always hearing about Mozart, like when we were younger, talking about like all these great classical composers, maybe we subconsciously had that embedded into our brains about, you know, about the booty like grocery. This is nothing new, okay? Like Mozart was very, very, very much so into it. You know, well, I, if I remember anything, 
you know, from Mr. Triana's class, I remember Wolf gave Amadeus Mozart when we got to watch uh-huh. We got to watch Yes, what? I thought that movie. He, and he just movie. was filled with fat jokes, parties. But his <laughs> the thing that kills <laughs> me is that he died from eating bad pork, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, some people still think he was poisoned. Some people think he was poisoned, you know, and that's quite possible just because he was a prodigy, you know, and so many people were like, I wanted, I wanted that I mean, life, he... but they're, they're like, yes. this little horny bastard is the one that's getting all the action and taking all the fame, so I'm gonna feed him some more of me pork, how's that? Mm. Mm. Nothing gets me hot, like. Warm, wormy pork. pork. Yeah, just nice, wormy pork. <laughs> um, anyways, so this brings us to our next person, um, which, uh, one of, which is one of the most revered fig- figures of the 20th century, but Muhammad Gandhi, all right? Oh, wasn't he like um, a He liked thing? them young. No, he liked them young. He liked, <laughs> he had a thing for young girls. Um, How lovely. You know, he, um, when he was like, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is he liked to sleep naked with young girls. Um, I mean, I don't he, think there's any basic way you can sleep. Yeah, he, he, like, he slept in the nude and he liked to be surrounded by young women, what he did, because he said it was a way for him to test his willpower and strengthen his resistance to the temptations of flesh. <laughs> Did he act like a bunch of fucking kids? Doesn't sound like, doesn't uh, sound like he had that much so. resistance to me. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I believe he so had kids up like, to his sixties, yeah. too. So I'm pretty sure he was probably just like fooling around. Oh no! I <laughs> I'm looking here. Actually, it was only he only had like let's see. Oh, like he only two, had four kids. I thought he, he had, had four children. Children. I so he I had thought like, he had more. So that's like, weird. Maybe who knows? Maybe he does. Um, yeah, maybe he's out there cleaning out. Thomas Jefferson, um, we're gonna start talking about one of our other founding fathers, okay, we're gonna talk about Benjamin Franklin, okay, you know, the inventor of the lightning rod, bifocals, (laughs) and the Franklin stove, um, you know, he was also a notorious playboy as well. He was a he was yes. a big magnet. He to have the sex yeah, lines. like you know, he had numerous <laughs> affairs. You know, but I mean, those would be pretty tamed, yeah. you know, in today's standards. But uh, like, yeah, he he was known to uh, send the the ladies' hearts a flutter. I guess you know, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, didn't I think Ben Franklin like liked older women? Yeah, yeah, he was he was he had a thing for older women. Um, he felt that they they were um 
what's the quote here? Oh, yeah. His statement that he said, when women cease to be handsome, they study to be good. And he's like, and, and lastly, they are so grateful. So that's something there, you know, about Benjamin Franklin, you know, he's just like, all right, like, he's like, I like all the ladies because they know their stuff, you know, they can suck a dick. Basically, I, that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they have all yeah. that extra knowledge and they've been around longer and they've probably, I mean, depending on the woman, older women probably have had more lovers than younger women, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, so, I'm just going to add in really quickly, so... Um, Ben Franklin, just as a mm-hmm. side note, he also had 15 illegitimate children. <laughs> I mean, um, he did belong to a sex club. Yep, yep, yep. He was still charming ladies well into his 70s. Yep, yep, even age didn't stop him. Yeah, he he loved prostitutes. He was a very big supporter of the Red uh, Red Light District. Mm-hmm. Just a few side things about one of our founding fathers, because I feel like Ben Franklin needs to have more sex parties. Yeah, he loved his sex parties. He certainly did. Which brings us to the time period, yeah. 1505, when a 14-year-old ascendant in China's throne as the Zandi, uh, like I'm probably butchering it, but I, I think it's Zandi Emperor. Who, you know, he's he was a he was a young boy when he became the emperor. So like we really shouldn't be surprised yeah, that so he was living it up, you know, diving headfirst into orgies and pussies and right. bizarre behaviors, you know, you know that set the stage for the Ming Dynasty's downfall. Well, that's always a good start. Um, he was also known as a monster because go into villages, literally like just like burst into people's homes, like specifically the wealthy, and he would cap the, take their daughters, you know, and um, and basically just be like raping and pillaging these wealthy homes and taking their daughters and having his way with them. You know, he was a little bit of a ma- uh, a maniac. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would definitely say so. Um, you know who else busts into people's home uninvited and it's very rude? Who? The Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is <laughs> Mara. I feel like we need to... For, that's our... Ours. Right now, we're asking you to sign a petition to stop this Kool-Aid. This Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid man is man. out of control. Go on to change.com and please sign our petition. <laughs> Sign our petition to stop this Kool-Aid man bursting into people's homes. People. Like, oh, yeah. And it's like, who's going to hit those monsters? All right? You know, that's what we also called J.G. Wentworth. Because I bought my buddy and I it's need it now. <laughs> I need it now. Um, which brings us... <laughs> To the famous author of Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake. Okay. Oh, Charles Dickinson. No, James Joyce. 
Oh. James Joyce. Oh. James yes. Joyce. Um, <laughs> who was a total pervert. And he had a thing for Fox. <laughs> that was that was his thing. Yeah, he he said yeah. whether you know, like he said whether dishing them out. Listen, I see you know, you say strange thing. Them. I don't think that Fox you know, made Joyce's day. Liking farts is so much okay. of a strange thing. There's definitely way we are <laughs> out there. <laughs> the article says being a writer. He had to dive into thoughts. And there was an entire collection of Joyce's letters, which he writes passionately about thoughts and farting. <laughs> okay. He says, yep. in one, one, one of his letters, he says, it is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. He says, I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick her out in a room full of farting women. It is, it oh is rather, it is a rather girlish noise. Not like the wet, windy farts, which I imagine fat wives have. It is a sudden and dry and dirty, like what a bold girl would let out. <laughs> let off in fun in a school dormitory at night. He says, I hope Nora will let off no end of her thoughts in my face so that I may know their smell oh also. Gosh. I mean, like, hey, like, you well, know, he, I, you think you've heard it all. I don't, like, exactly. I mean, I know exactly what his Pornhub category, you would be able to find him in the Brazilian fart porn section. Guarantee it. Like, this is, that was this guy's thing. You know? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Which brings us to the Ottoman Sultan Abraham. Okay. Oh! Um, yep. Who was into cow-like women. That's how he just Yeah, he liked the fat he liked, girls. He liked the big girls, but he particularly liked the women whose genitals resembled that of a cow's. Oh. Um well he, I mean that makes no sense. Yeah. But okay. He he would he used to have them line up. He used to have them get naked, line up and bend over. And then he'd pick out the ones that he's like, oh, that looks like cow pussy. That looks like cow pussy. That looks like cow pussy. I want them. Bring them to my palace now. Okay. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that it wouldn't suck to be a fat chick and be able to be in the Sultan's yeah. favor. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, you also gotta be he fat had, and have a cow. Had, like, I mean, listen, had, that cow like pussies get me treated like a goddamn queen. You better believe it. <laughs> like, but he had like he had copies made of gold of like cow's genitals and sent them around the empire, right? You know, with orders to find women yeah. who resembled the, the images. <laughs> 
Um, to any of you guys I not what no Alex idea, But like. his favorite was his favorite <laughs> was this three hundred fifty I mean, pound woman whose parts matched exactly to his needs. Well, you that know. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to look at my computer because, God forbid, the FBI. But you know, he was also he was also <laughs> pretty sick. I mean, it's just like a it's like a really fat pussy. Like, yeah, that's, that's like, all it is. But you know, he was also a, a pretty crazy because he also had um, two hundred and eighty women tied and weighted tied to weighted sacks and drowned in the ocean. Um. Yeah, oh. so he was also, he was also a psychopath, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, if you particularly geared towards cat pussy, I don't imagine your mental, yeah. you know, health is all that good. And, and Marquise de Sade, um, you know, who, he was a guy, you know, he was, he's the uh, reason why we had, like, you know, the term sadist and sadism, you know, is because of this guy. Yes. Um, he's the French aristocrat who was notorious for his deviant, deviant sexual practices, perversions, and erotic writings, which he combined with, like, pornography and philosophy and violent sexual fantasies, you know? Yeah, that, uh, that was the reason, I believe, that he got sent like locked up was because of like all of his notes and those drawings and stuff because it was like not typical yeah he spent 32 years behind bars and 10 years in Bastille um um most of his writings like you know were confiscated Leon while he was incarcerated and in his early 20s he did short stints behind bars for mistreating prostitutes like, uh, 1768, he held a beggar hostage in his home, flogging and pouring hot wax on her. Um, wow. he also, like, got arrested I mean, in 1772 for sodomizing um, after knocking them out with roofies. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, he was one of those guys. Well, at least he wasn't knocking them um, out with his penis. He also, like, was known for... He, um, yard youngsters with offers of employment, and then he would sexually and physically abuse them. Um, but then, you know, he ended up the rest of his time blocked up, you know, behind bars, and, uh, Napoleon had him arrested for blasphemy and pornography, and kept him locked up for the rest of his life in... Um, 1801, which is where he ended up staying till his dying day. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, unfortunately for him, but, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody has heard of the casting couch. Yeah, yes, we've all yes. heard of the casting couch. Well, you know. Who actually kind of started the casting couch? Charlie Chaplin. Tell us. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. I was going to say Hitler, but I was yeah, close. Yeah. Um, 
He was a total well, I mean, he did steal his mustache. And, you know, like, uh, one of the things that really got him off was pies. He actually, like, he really was into pies. Like, you know, like, I'm, like he liked fuck to fuck them. He liked to smash pies into women's faces and all over their bodies while he was having sex with them. Like, you know, or have them pie him. Um, but he was, he was, um, yeah, he would have it. Yeah. He, he would like like to throw pies at women and also have them throw pies at him while he was naked standing against the wall, pleasuring himself. Like, you know, I mean, like some things just do, I don't understand, but like that's. That's something that he uh, was really into, um, which actually that's what uh, ended up being part of his downfall um, for his for his acting career was because of his perversions. You know, that's how he got kicked out of the U.S. was for doing such things to women that were looking to further their acting careers. Interesting. Yep. Um, which brings us to another author. Okay. Um, one who is famous for writing The Little Mermaid and The Ugly Duckling. And I'm talking about Hans Christian Andersen. Hans Christian Andersen. Yep, and um, he had a problem. Um, the thing that he got off on the most was writing about while he was masturbating. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. He he had a thing. He was addicted to touching himself. He was a compulsive masturbator, and um. When he wasn't touching himself and writing about touching himself, he liked to talk to prostitutes, right? And then he would rush back home after having chit-chats with prostitutes and and jerk off. Um, you know, he kept a, like a, quite the record of his personal endeavors, you know. And uh, like... I feel like that's what gets people in yeah. trouble. You know, you gotta just not keep the record. Right? Like, yeah, but I mean, it's not. I mean, he was a writer. I get it. But, like, you know, that was that was his thing, though. Like, you know, he liked to write about him touching himself and writing about his conversations with these prostitutes that just drove him so crazy that, like, you know, he was like, oh, I gotta go home and rub one out. Lord Byron! Oh, remember Jimmy had a cat named Byron. <laughs> well, you know, Lord Byron is known for um his incestuous affair with his sister. Oh, kind of like Jamie Lannister? Yeah, uh, well, like, that was something that he was into. I mean, he, he was bisexual. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. like, he All didn't right. really care... But um, he was really in it with his sister. Oh, okay. And they actually had a love child. Oh, they had a love child. You know? But I mean, it's a, I think it's hilarious. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, 
This is one of the Romantic movement's greatest icons and one of Britain's greatest poets, and he fucked his sister. Interesting. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he fathered a daughter with her, um, in 1814, and he, uh, you know, would keep, uh, little notes of like his uh acts with his sister i thought at your the phone kind of glitched for a second and i thought you said that he used to milk her (laughs) no he he i mean i don't know nothing surprises me at this point in time you know i I agree with that statement (laughs) um but you know he used to leave little mementos you know when um sometimes he would even uh ask for a lock of hair from her, you know, as a sign of affection, you know, with a ribbon tied to it, you know. Yeah, interesting. And he also, um, you know, because, like, you know, he had many other lovers other than his sister, and he had a thing for hair, and not just, like, locks of their hair from their head. You like to take clips of their pubes. Did you say he liked pubes? <laughs> he liked he liked the pubes. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. He kept them cataloged and labeled in envelopes of his lover's pubes. Oh, can you just imagine having sex with someone and then then just like whip out scissors? It's like yo, but that was some amazing sex. Could I? Could I have some of your pubes? It's crazy, <laughs> to me, man. He's just like I just can't like. I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Like you know, whatever, Byron, Lord Byron, yes, Fucking. Lord Byron. <laughs> Um, the Prince of Korea, Prince Sado. Sado grew up with serious daddy issues. Oh. All right. Um, wildly swinging between desperation to please his father and papal uh, terror of meeting him. Um, you know, broke, this broke the, uh, Prince into becoming a world-class fiend. Um, he had extreme mood swings, and uh, he became a serial killer and rapist. Oh. Yep. Um, killing servants cheered him up, you know, um, several dead bodies. He had carried out of the palace um, because... When he got depressed, he would just start killing the servants in the temple, like, you know, in the palace. That's all he would do. And he loved raping all the court ladies. Um, And, you know, um, he would also do things to his sister. I just want to, I just want to say that that he's a sick son of a bitch. Father ended up basically just having him like put in a chest and like 
taken away. Oh, that's, you know, not what you're supposed to do with your children, but okay. He couldn't take it anymore. He was like, yeah. He had him put in a heavy chest that was used for grain storage and left him there to starve to death. Oh, that's always he, a positive start. He's like, I've had enough of it. I was like, he's killing everybody in the in the palace, you know. He's he's raping all the ladies in the court and doing things to his sister. Like, you know, he's like, I've had enough. You know, the place is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, Alistair Crowley. Oh, you created, know how I love him. Yeah, well, he created a religion around sex magic. Yeah, of course. Okay. okay uh, it's like, uh, chaos magic is one. Well, maybe, no, not he didn't make, like, I think chaos magic is like. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Um, you know, he had a lot of sex with his followers. Yeah. So didn't, um... Which he turned sexual magic, whereby orgasms and bodily secretions were used as components of magic spells. I mean, to be fair, in a lot of, um, different, like, not like witchcrafts, but like, you know, people do use their period blood once in a while for some witchcraft. It yeah. said that um, says that supposedly supposed to make you keep your husband's faithful. Yeah, or like uh, make a man obsessed with you, or if you use mm-hmm. it to draw like sigils, it's more powerful and stuff like that. Not that yep. I do that in my free time because I don't. Yeah, yeah, sigils. you know, just yeah, yeah, you know, just. Just keeping it, putting it to use, you know, otherwise yeah. it's just... Well, it's funny about um, <laughs> our good friend that he actually would, a lot of times, use, like, obviously, cum and, like, leave it out as, like, an offering, but, like, bloody cum was, like, the best. Oh. Like, per- oh, period blood and, like, cum was, like, that was the fucking... That you was... were summoning whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Purity blood come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Edward the Seventh had a private room in his favorite whorehouse. I mean, that's something. He just really liked the puss, or maybe he really yeah. liked the. The bubble, I mean, who knows? (laughs) Albert Edward, um, who became King Edward VII, was a disappointment to his uh, prim and proper parents. This is a son of Queen Victoria (laughs) and Prince Albert. All about the Um, the His nickname was uh, Bertie, but uh, his first sex scandal was at age 16, a prostitute. Do you Um, think this is why people call the piercing on their dick the Prince Albert? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, not that I've ever seen one. It's like a unicorn. He had a special chair. Oh! Too. Um, he, like, uh, 
you know, he also just like, you know, he loved, he had like a specific chair in this special whorehouse of him, okay. you know, decorated with his coat of arms, you know. Oh, that's not it's, suspicious or anything. Like, yeah. whose chair is that? <laughs> oh, don't worry, that's because, just the case. It's because he was, it says that he was fat and out of shape. You know, so he had this heavy-duty love chair custom-made to let him have sex without crushing his partners. Oh, what's was he? Yeah. Um, was he a, a big man? Fish? Yeah, he was a big guy. He was a big guy. Oh well, I mean that's good. At least he cared about his partner. Other people just wouldn't care. You know what? I I actually don't think I mind this one. Yeah. Um. You know, it was, it was position, it would position them, uh, right for access, you know, with also gave him, like, you know, took it easier on him, you know, mental exertion and contortions on his part. Right. Uh, cause you know, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it, but, um, he had a little specialty chair. Um... I wonder if he was, like, the first one to have a sex chair. Right? Maybe he was, like, the inventor of sex chairs. Maybe. But, um, which brings us to Herod the Great. Okay. What made him so great? What made him so um, great? Well, he is best known from the New Testament as the king who ordered the massacre of the innocents when Jesus was born. Um, Herod also carried out massive building projects, including the Second Temple of Jerusalem and the Fortress of Masada, um, which, um, which featured prominently in the Great Jewish Revolt decades after his death. Um... But he was also a pervert of the ickiest kind. Um, he didn't inherit the throne, but he ascended into it by marrying uh, Miriam. Oh. Uh, one of the last surviving heirs of Judea's uh, Hansmanzian dynasty. Um, um, he... She, Marion was found, uh, found it difficult to love a hobby and, um, had murdered, like, you know, who had murdered so many of her kin, you know? But well, yeah, he, I mean, I guess that, I feel like anybody would, like, you know, he'd be like, yeah. oh. But, um, when he discovered that she had been plotting against him with two of their sons, um, he had their kids killed, and then, um, I mean, that's one way to stick it to your woman. Right? He also, but, he, he was into, he was into necrophilia, okay? Oh, that's basically yeah, nice. what I'm saying, because she died, and... He had her body preserved in honey. Oh, interesting. And kept fulfilling his animalistic desires 
with her cadaver for the next seven years. Huh. Well, that brings sweet pussy to the next, uh, a new meaning, I would say. <laughs> I guess so. Like, oh, God, though. Ugh. Ugh. And here we are. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Oh. You know, who TJ. some of the most stirring words in advocating freedom and equality and liberty. Raped his dead wife's lookalike half-sister when she was 14. Thomas Jefferson was the one with all the kids, right? Yeah. He had, like, had, like, a bunch of, um... Yeah. Mulatto babies. Yeah. Lots of them. Lots of Lots but, of um, them. <laughs> yeah. He, um... He... He went after, um, Sally Hemings, who was the half-sister of Jefferson's wife, Martha Wales, uh, yeah, um, and he, uh, he, he went after her and he, he, uh, he raped her after oh, his wife died. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, because he couldn't resist. Well, he I mean, resist women, she you know, kept, with those she long looks, skirts that they used to wear, she looks so really much like his wife, it. though. Like, you know, she looks so much like his wife that that's what turned him on. So, Well, I mean, that's why you have to ask people if they want to have sex with you nowadays, so thank you for that. Yeah. You know, um, Eric Gill, okay? Yep. in the arts and crafts movement that flourished in the late 19th century and early 20th centuries, which popularized the use of folk styles of decoration. Um, but he was also a class A pervert. Um, and in this day and age, he would probably do decades behind bars. Um, he was Ooh. into incest bestiality and pedophilia and was addicted to prostitutes and like to abuse his maids. Um, one of his most famous sculptures, Ecstasy, depicts a couple passionately entwined. The model was actually his sister with whom he had a lifelong incestuous relationship. Some of his most celebrated artwork uh, used his own prepubescent daughters of models, um, which he liked to draw nude in semi-erotic poses. Fucking sick. Fucking sick, son of a bitch. Yep. Really fucked up. And then Rasputin! Yeah. Yes! Rasputin! Which is uh, Russian for the depraved. Um, He, he, like, he basically... Well, he was pretty sexual up until, like, he got that position with the Romanov family, you know? Like, he was really yeah, yeah. Well, like, he he started a cult of, with orgies, you know? He said, driving out the sin with sin. So he's just like, you know, he's like, the only way we can fix this problem is by fucking it all away. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's also rumored, wasn't it rumored, or was it confirmed that he had a relationship with the queen? Of course he was. There's a lot of lore around him. We'll, we'll have to just, like, do a whole thing on him sometime, because he's very interesting. <clears throat> um, just like Caligula, right. who was one of Rome's craziest empires, uh, emperors, emperors, yeah, he was crazy, you know, he... He really thought he was raging a war against Neptune when he had soldiers gather seashells from the shore um, to tell the sea gods who's boss. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, he had several incestuous relationships with his sisters, but he also would... um. You know, if he had any dinner parties, he would often order a guest's wife to accompany him to his bedroom where they would, you know, partake, you know, have a little roll around in the hay, and then they would go back to the party, and then he would then rate her performance, you know. Interesting. Well, yeah, he'd be, he'd be bring, like, you know, oh, they always by say the way, family is the closest, you know. <laughs> okay, like... <laughs> It's like your wife, or your wife might, like, you know, like, sometimes they were like, oh, like, your wife sucks. She's not that great. Or sometimes it's like, yo, your wife has some fire pussy. Just gotta let, you know, would totally do it again. I give it, I give it a 10 out of 10 stars. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't a big fan of like, Jared's wife can't even so, suck a uh, dick. Aristocrats. So he, um, so to humiliate them and shock their sensibilities, he turned um, part of the imperial uh, palace into a whorehouse. I mean, that he, sounds like a nice prank to me. Yeah, where he forced the wives of leading senators and dignitaries uh, to serve as prostitutes. Because he was like, well, he's like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure fucking that hate you guys. So you know what uh, I'm gonna do to your palace? Gonna turn it into a whorehouse, you know I mean? and your wives are gonna work at it. All right, suck my dick. I mean, maybe I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't around at those times, but I mean, like you know, those Greco Romans were. You know, I mean, they love their orgies, you know. I mean, and he learned, he learned from the best because, you know, he was raised by his uncle Tiberius. All right? Um, you know, who, who, like, you know, who, unlike all these other plethora of these uh, perverted Greco-Roman emperors, you know, they, they were all youngins, but he actually, he, he didn't, um, become an emperor until he was about 50. And unlike how all of these other ones, you know, they like to showcase it and basically just do their deeds wherever they wanted, right? Like, oh, interesting. He had, did, like, had his own little private pervert palace, you know, in the island of Capri, you know, where 
Yeah, because he had he where well, he would spend all his time basking in yeah, the virgins. Yeah, I mean, virgins, people really like that you know, nowadays. You know, because he uh, he he. I mean, uh, not for anything, but I could totally go after small children. He's, he's a fucking pedophile. He's a he's sick. Yeah. No, I I hope not. I hope not. Like you know, um. He used to, he reportedly had toddlers trained to dive underwater while he was in a pool for them to nibble at him as he swam and referred to them as his minnows. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, like, I mean, whatever floats your boat, right? Um, <laughs> um, you know, um. He, but like, you know, he had like his palaces, you know, and he had these gardens set up where he had like, you know, various adolescents and teenage children that he had like just dressing up like, you know, he'd oh, that's te- good. Like, tell them to fuck each other or to fuck him. And he had the I- walls of the palaces, you know, decorated with all kinds of photographic pictures so that as he got older, you know, when he couldn't really communicate what he wanted done, he would just... Yeah, I mean, I feel like he wasn't asking, the like, pictures. they just had to do it because he was, like, you know, the emperor. You know, because, like, as he got older, he's just like, oh, like, you know, can't really perform. Yeah, suck my ass. So, you know, he would just point to them and then point to whoever he was asking to either perform whatever act. He'd be like, you know what? I want to I want that. It was almost like a menu. Almost, you know? Yeah, you just point and be like, all right, you two, you're going to do that. You see what's on that wall? You're going to do that. I have one like, too. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I have one to add that I thought uh-huh. was very interesting. Um, it was jo- uh, Joanna of Castile, also known Ooh. as Joanne the Mad, uh, 1479 to 1555. Uh, was the daughter of Spain's Catholic monarchs Ferdinand II of Aragon and Isabella I of Castile. As her nickname indicates, Joanna was not all there. Her family had a history of mental illness and Joanna's marriage to the notorious Letcher, who cheated on her nonstop, but for whom she lusted nonstop over, drove her crazy, ghoulishly crazy. To the point where she slept with his corpse after years, or four years after Whoa. his death. Yeah, and it just, like, goes on to say that, so he just cheated on her a bunch, and then ended up dying of, um, I think it was, I want to say, uh, typhoid fever, and... Um, in 1506, and then having his uh, rotting body embalmed with lime and various urgents and generously doused with perfumes and accordingly to a, a contemporary corpse, stitched back together and had all its members bound with wax linen band-aids. Um, and then she would frequently over... The following three years, Joanna would frequently crawl into the casket with Philip's cadaver 
or go to sleep with it in her bed. She also took it uh, around with her wherever she went, exhibiting it to all the Sandry to demonstrate just how handsome her husband had been. Um, and then eventually, Joanna's behavior oh became God, too scandalous to tolerate, and she ended up um, forcibly being confined to a convent. <sighs> I mean, hey, he, he must have been one hell of a lover. I mean, I guess he must have had like a good dick. His dick probably must have been fucking legendary. Must have been. Like you know, if she, if she was still um, doing it, you know, right, and taking it everywhere. Like she's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere without my yeah, man, right? Like, you want to talk about like you know like somebody who may have, like, a little bit of issues, like, you know, with my personal space. Like, I can only imagine what it must have been like while they were alive. Right, exactly. You know? Obviously, they didn't have the best relationship. <laughs> but she sure did love that dick. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, she, yeah, loved she, she loved it. She was like, yo, I'm still gonna... I'm going to tote around his dead body everywhere I go, and I'm still going to fuck it. Like, clearly, yeah. Uh, Royals. Yeah. Uh, the next part two will be about um, lust killings or lust murderers and um, a little bit more about some famous uh, serial killers that were driven by their sexual uh, perversions. Or... They had um, some type of sexual fantasy that they were trying to achieve that they could only get through Murder. torture, sadomasochism, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Well, um, I hope that everybody's, uh, you know, taking care of themselves. Yeah. Buy some pineapple juice, you know. Yeah. You know, just taking just their take recognitions, you know, staying healthy. Well, from our family to yours, we hope that everyone's safe and, you know, I hope everybody could handle the truth that, uh, behind our, today's story. Yep. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yes. Tune in next time. Bye-bye. 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 B